Hello and welcome to Family Renewal. I'm Israel Wayne, your host. We hope you'll stay with us for the next 30 minutes as we take a look at faith, family, and culture, all through the lenses of a biblical worldview. This program is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Family Renewal Podcast. I'm Israel Wayne. Hi, and I'm Brooke Wayne. Wanted to talk with you about the topic of history today. This is a topic we've had requested from some of our podcast listeners. They've wanted our input on the topic of how to teach history and how to understand history. This kind of leads a little bit just to the issue of being truthful in history. Uh, And I think truth is different than fact. I think fact is a part of truth, but truth is broader than just fact. And there's a sense in which when we talk about history, we need to make sure that we are pointing out the flaws of the individual as well as discussing fairly the greatness of certain individuals because almost no one is monolithic. Almost no one is just one-dimensional. We have, even in the Bible, great men like Abraham, who was deeply flawed, who lied, who had this son with his handmaiden that created this cultural tension throughout millennia. Um, You have David, who was a man after God's own heart, and also a murderer and an adulterer. You have Peter, who Christ says, upon this rock I will build my church. And and then also says, Satan, get behind me. You have these people who are conflicted. This man who stood up at Pentecost and led in this mighty sermon and saw 3,000 people come to faith in Christ, uh, who also denied the Lord Jesus three times as he was approaching his crucifixion. So true history tells the story, and, and I think we have two different levels of revisionism. We have liberal revisionism and we have Christian revisionism. And uh, within government schools, there's this liberal revisionism that wants to uh, put Christianity in the worst possible light. Um, if you talk about Christianity, you focus on the Crusades or you focus on the Salem witch trials. Mm-hmm. You focus on uh, anything that's a, a blight or a fault um, within Christianity. And you try to uh, promote an agenda. Um, and, and that's just not history. It's not truth. And so there's this agenda within the government schools in terms of how they approach history. But there's also, I think, revisionism within Christian curriculum as well. And I grew up, as you did, Brooke, being homeschooled and using Christian curriculum. And I was shocked in my early 20s when I found out that there was something in American history called Japanese internment camps. And we actually had the opportunity to go see one of those in Wyoming when we were speaking at the homeschool conference a few years ago. We took our children through there. I thought it was so important for us to take the time to do that. Mm -hmm. Wow, what a tragic uh, chapter in American history. Well, hidden chapter in many ways. Very hidden, yeah. And there are so many facets like that uh, of Western culture that have just been downplayed. I never read about Japanese internment camps in my Christian curriculum that I used growing up. I wonder why that is. Uh, There are so many things that were just glossed over and ignored. Mm -hmm. Um, For example, in the Christian curricula that I used growing up, 
there was a strong emphasis on the Protestant Reformation and this contrast between the errors of Catholicism and then the, the truth of Protestantism. And yet, as I got older and studied church history more, I found that, wow, there were phenomenal errors within the early Protestant movement that just got conveniently left out of the textbooks. Um, Martin Luther, of course, being the guy who started the Protestant Reformation, I had never been taught, never heard of, never read some of the very anti-Semitic statements that he made about Jews. He said some horrible, uh, indefensible things about Jews. Why did I never hear about that in my Christian curriculum? Well, it didn't fit the narrative. You know, you don't hear about John Calvin uh, in- encouraging the uh, death of uh, Servetus for being a heretic. Oh, well, why is that? Why do you not hear about some of the mistakes that he made or the persecution of the Anabaptists by Zwingli? Uh, why, why are those things conveniently left out of the Christian curricula? And in my view is, well, it doesn't fit the paradigm that, well, you know, Catholics are all bad, Protestants are all good. The fact is we have these problems, these dichotomies, if you will, within history that need to be resolved truthfully. And I think the way you do that is you do like the Bible does. You leave the mistakes and the faults and the failures in the text. And you don't try to whitewash it out of the out of the curriculum, you talk about both sides. And it's so important for our children to see that. And I think for some, to some extent, it gives them hope, maybe for their own life, because we're all flawed. We're all imperfect. And the, the thought that God has chosen to use imperfect people throughout time is so important to us. It gives us hope that maybe God could use us in the same way that he used an Abraham or that he used a David or a Martin Luther or whoever, you know, Martin Luther King Jr., another great example of, of tremendous contrast. Right. You know, that you have uh, these speeches that he gave and in many ways uh, promoted wonderful ideals that resulted uh, in equality for African Americans. And so there's a lot that I think is of value that we need to promote about MLK. But his personal life and some of the stuff that happened behind the scenes, that also needs to be uh, talked about um, sensitively, of course, but within the teaching of history as well, because there are mistakes that some great men of history have made, and we just need to be honest about it. It's really a lot to guide your children through, because you're having to uh, introduce them to some not very cleaned up history. And it's, it's so nice to be able to have a curriculum that just glorifies and honors men or women in the past who have done a great thing. And so when it gets all messy like this, it gets a, lot, a little more complicated. I'm kind of looking at this thinking, you know, as I'm listening to you, Israel, thinking about some of our younger ages, let's just say fourth grade and down or something, you know, maybe even the elementary years. Some of these topics might be a little heavy. Um, a little more involved than necessary for those younger ages. So I can see as they merge into that a time of middle age, and especially high school, these, that's especially the time to be talking about this concept. Would you agree? Well, if you think about it in terms of classical education, where you have the grammar 
and the logic and rhetoric stages. Right. It really is in more the later logic and the rhetoric stage where you introduce falsehood. We've talked about this with literature as well, that you don't want to be introducing myth in the grammar stage. And it's a, it's a mistake, I think, that many classical education programs do. Mm-hmm. They start introducing myth too early. And so you don't want to teach falsehood until your children know what's true. Right. And it, they just need a basic understanding of this is what history is about. Here are some highlights. And it all comes around later on in those high school years and so forth to study again. Right. So I think you start introducing some of those concepts gently within those middle school years. But in high school is where you really want to hit it hard because, um, you know, if your child goes to college, takes college courses, they're going to be they're going to be hit with a view of history that they've never heard before. Right. And it could shake them because they could feel as though my parents have hidden history from me and uh, I didn't know about all these other aspects of history and it can shake their confidence in the education that they've received when they haven't been given a balanced viewpoint. And when you see, and when we talk with your students about the flaws and, and outright sins and weaknesses of men and women who've lived in the past, talking about their influence in history, how they did some good, but here they were inconsistent or so forth. I think it gives rise to uh, really being able to talk with your young people in a meaningful way about what repentance is. And driving back to David, his statements in Psalm 51, where he had such a repentant heart, that's something our children need to know. Because as they go through life, the horrible thing for us mothers is looking ahead and going, there's going to be temptations along the way, and they might fall. Let's help them build them up in strength, but build them up to know the way back is repentance. Right. A righteous man falls, but he gets up again. And it's not as though um, none of us will ever make mistakes. We will. Um, Not that none of us will ever sin. We will. But we need to know that there's a, a path forward and that we don't have to be defined by our failures, that we can get up and move forward by the grace of God. I talk about this a lot more in more detail in my book, Education, Does God Have an Opinion? I encourage you to check that out at our website, familyrenewal.org. And we want you to sign up on our email list so we can keep in touch with you and let you know when we're coming to your area to do an event. It's familyrenewal.org forward slash subscribe forward slash subscribe, and we want to make sure that you also subscribe to this podcast if you haven't done so, so that you'll get updates whenever we do a new episode. You'll be alerted and you can listen in. We thank you so much. We appreciate your support of our ministry. We hope you'll join us on Facebook. We have a couple pages. Um, We have facebook.com forward slash family renewal and also forward slash Israel Wayne author. I am on Twitter at Israel Wayne. And uh, we hope that you will continue to uh, read and listen to the materials that we have because we think they'll be of benefit to you. If you haven't done so, one more thing comes to my mind is uh, go to our website, to our blog page, which is familyrenewal.org forward slash blog. I don't think I've mentioned that before on the podcast, but we do have a blog and we write articles on there and they're all free. So please uh, check that out. Till next time, thank you for listening. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to this audio presentation. For more information on Family Renewal, the writing and speaking ministry of Brooke and Israel Wayne, please visit familyrenewal.org.